Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we talk about investing for dividends and weekly cash flow using dividend stocks, specifically those stocks that have 25 years or more of increased dividend payments to their shareholders, so we can obtain a 1% return per week. Because I don't know about you, but all my bills come due on a monthly basis, so I need cash flow. I really don't need some projected financial return 10, 15 years in the future. I need my money now. Remember the old commercial says, it's your money, you should have it now. Well, that's what I'm looking for. Anyway, let's jump in and see what we get. Ooh, it is Monday, June 7th, and it is 12 o'clock. Why am I saying good morning? I should be saying good afternoon. Anyway, I just got back from a vacation up in Maine. So I go up there Thursday night uh, expecting to get something done. And there's no internet signal up there. I mean, it was so far up, you know. It's like I, I had no way to do anything. So I just got back this morning. So okay, all things lined up. Let's jump in, see what we're doing, see where we're going. And look where we are. We get year-to-date profit and loss of 21 457. So that comes down to on a hundred thousand dollar account, twenty one point four percent, almost twenty two percent. Well, it's getting there. So let's jump in and see if we can crank that up to twenty five percent before the end of the month. Because at the end of this month, it's going to be end of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter. And that means we're halfway through the year. And uh, being halfway through the year, I'm trying to look at, uh, what's the number we're looking for? Yeah. All right, so it is the 7th. So we're looking at it on the 21st. Now you see, for those of you who are watching rather than listening, I use a dividend calendar in the Thinkorswim trading platform. And it shows uh, whatever stocks that are in your list that are coming up. Now, if I looked at 2021, for June 2021, it only shows me two of them because they haven't announced yet and they haven't posted yet. Okay, so sometimes it is th this trading platform is a little bit lethargic. That's a good word for you, lethargic when it comes time to posting, you know, who's paying when. So I actually got to go back to see who paid last year because these are stocks that we're using they've increased their payments 25 years in a row okay so every year right around the exact same time like right here you see cbsh and gpc and gpc is like the longest running dividend king there is that i know of um, they're over 66 years i believe so 66 years of increasing dividend payments every single year regardless of what's happening in the uh in the stock market, you know, what's happening in the economy, what's happening in the world news, what's happening everywhere on the planet. These companies really don't give a rat's flying dead rat's carcass. You like that one? Flying dead rat's carcass. They really don't care. They just consistently increase their dividend payments to their shareholders because that's just what they do. And those are the companies that I like because I want consistency, predictability, and all the kind of nice neat stuff. All right, so it is the 7th. So we're looking at companies from the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, that era. And as you can see, there aren't any dividend kings paying out the next three days. So let's go to a different list. Let's go to Warren Buffett's list. 
because I what I did is I imported all of Warren Buffett's stocks that he's currently holding because the, the list is available online, free to anybody who wants it. You just got to know where to find it. And apparently all his stocks, he has none that are paying dividends this week. Next week, he's got three, four, seven. Seven companies I got to choose from next week. That's three weeks away. Do I really want to jump in that quick? No, I like to do it 10 days prior to the EX date. So we have nothing on the Dividend Kings and nothing on Warren Buffett's list. So let's go pick a different list. We have the Dividend Achievers. How about the Dividend Aristocrats? Let's take a look at them. And there you have it right there. WRB, uh, IFF, and PUR. Those are the three we're going to look at this morning. I'm probably going to end up looking at more because I am in 100% cash position. It means all my positions got filled last week. It means I made my profits. I made my goals. I made everything last week. Last week, I think I tipped close to 3.5%, maybe 4% return, which is unusual. doesn't happen all the time. But hey, I'm glad that it did. So let's take a look at WRB and see what she's going to look like. WRB. Who is WRB anyway? WRB's got a 12 cent dividend and it is WR Berkeley Corporation. They started out the year last year at 64.54. And about a week later, they found a low at 54.66. Traded there for about a month, jumped up to a trading range of 62.39. Traded there for about four months, jumped up after the election uh, to 66. Traveled there for a few months. Then she finally broke out in the middle of February to find a new wall. I like this. I love double highs. Double highs give you an indication of where it might peak out. Because when you have a high of year, that's it. I mean, that's the high of the year. Unless it is very tempting to go higher, then it's probably not going to do that. Uh, so you get a double high at 82.35, 82.36, somewhere in that area. But unfortunately for them, from there... They have a new 90-day low at 75.67. And if you look at from the high, which was um, 5.10. So for the last month, this thing has been in a, I can't call it a free fall, but I kind of can, you know, because it looks horrible. I'm not even going to bother looking at the uh, seasonality on this because I wouldn't even take a look at this until I found there was a solid bottom. Right now, she's just, Dropping, 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 dropping. So I'm just going to pass on WRB. And I kind of feel bad about that sometimes when I pass up on a company because then I, I'm thinking of the poor secretary who's answering the phone, the janitor who's sweeping the floor. I feel bad for those people. They go to work. They put their 40 hours in. Maybe they put more than 40 hours in. I don't know. Maybe they're awesome at their work. Maybe they work in their 20, 30 years because these companies have increased for a minimum 25 years. Who knows? But the performance lately is lacking my criteria so i feel bad but next we have iff and por so iff if international flavors and fragrances Ooh, now that sounds like a romantic type of company i like that but you know numbers i'm a numbers kind of guy if the numbers work it works for me i don't get personal when i'm doing stocks all right, so IFF started at 134.49 last year. From there, 
fell all the way down to the end of October to find the low of the year at 99.07. Okay, so right after the election, she gets to a trading range of 111 and travels there right to the end of the year. And she shoots up right after Biden dumped in trillions of dollars into the market. Where else is the money going to go? All right, so she finds the high of the year at 147.22, and that was on the 10th of last month. So that's the new 90-day high. The new 90-day low is at uh, 127. So it's a nice escalation to where it is um, from the high. That was a double high that day. Uh, oh, wait a minute. All right, hold on. It was a high on 5.7 at 147.04. And the very next day, high was 147. So that's your double high right there. From there, she drops down to 135. So it drops like 10, point, 10, 12 points before she goes back up again. So right now, she's going sideways. And that's not a bad thing. She's got higher highs, higher lows. But today, she's got a little bit of a low. So I'm not quite sure if I want to do that. Uh, especially for a 75 cents. Yeah, because had you gotten in this morning. <laughs> All right. For those of you who have been following me for a while, you know what's up. You know, 10 days prior to the, um, the EX date. Now, the EX date for IFF is the 24th, which means we would be looking in that to getting into this until Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's when this one would have come up on the list. Okay, so it's really not for today, but we're going to take a look at it again tomorrow and Wednesday to see if she's on the list then. Uh, PUR is next. Oh, wait, let's take a look at the seasonality for F. All right, so seasonality for F is not great. Okay, so she's like plateauing at the moment. And you get a little bit of a downturn towards the end of this month. So if is out. If is now off. <laughs> if is on the list. Now it's off the list. That's, that's, oh my God, that's so freaking lame. <laughs> All right, so let's go back and take a look at the next one on the list is POR. Now POR again is for another day, not today, but it's a day coming up. Um, POR, is that Portland Cement? Oh, Portland General Electric. I was close. All right, so POR started out the year last year at 47.43. Found its bottom at 31.77 right at the beginning of September. From there, she jumps up to a training range of 44.66 and travels there for it looks like four and a half months before finally breaking up to make a new 90-day high, which was the 52-week high of 56. 51.56. Okay, so your new 90-day low is just like a double low, double bottom at 46.39. And the 90-day high, which is also the 52-week high at 51.61. Okay, so she's at 49.06 at the moment. And it's a nice positive move. I like the way it looks. Um, jump down to the seasonality, see what that looks like for this bad boy. The nice thing about electric companies is they're consistent, you know. And this looks like pretty flat, so I'm not sure if it would make a good a good dip cap stock staying level. But it would be good at it would be a covered call. So let's check out a covered call for Portland. 
Wait, before we do that, we should probably check out the big chart and see what she's doing on there. P-O-R. All right, we're going to pass on P-O-R because it has 11 days, which means it's two weeks. And do we really want to do two weeks? No, we don't. All right, so I'm going to change from that. And it's not too favorable to dividend aristocrats because not all dividend aristocrats have weekly options. All right, so we're going to look at companies that have 20 uh, years or more of increased dividends and they have weekly options. Total different list. Okay, but we have uh, quite a bit. Holy cow, there's 116 of them to look at next week. Crap. All right, so. On our list today, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12, 12 companies to take a look at. So I'm going to go right to the seasonality, and I'm just going to go right from there to find out which one looks good seasonality-wise. Because that tells me historically how they move would give me a better idea rather than taking a look at the one-year chart to see what they look like. All right, so the first on the list is BRG, which is Blue Rock Residential Growth Reit, which is a real estate investment trust for those people who like to own real estate but not own real estate problems. You like that? Own real estate but not real estate problems. Now, this one has a nice seasonality to it, nice little peak coming up. So let's see what the standard chart looks like, the one-year chart. So she starts out last year at 8 dollars and 63 cents finds its bottom right in the beginning of july all right second week in july at 668 travels sideways in the 750 area um right up to the beginning of october and from there she jumps up and she stair steps away it's not really a stair step it's kind of like a ladder you know because it's got almost like almost straight up uh, by the end of the year she finds its high at 1288 Drops down to get to a trading range at 11.33. Stays dead all the way until end of March before finding a new 90-day bottom at uh, 8.82. She's sitting at 9.53 today. Let's take a look and see what the big chart looks like for BRG. BRG. All right, so BRG is a little bit of a downslope where the sellers are outpacing the buyers. So we could pass on that one. Or, you know what, before I do that, because they do have the dividend coming up and the 90-day chart looks pretty good. Let's see, wait a minute. This is supposed to be a weekly option. BRG has monthly options, don't have weekly options. So what is that doing on the list? I hate it when that happens. How the heck did that happen? I was looking at the wrong list. Imagine that. BRG was on the 24th. We're looking for the 22nd. BFC, which is Bank First Corporation. BFC. Alright, so BFC is... BFC. It helps if I type them in correctly, right? BFC this is my third attempt. BlackRock. Ooh, BlackRock. Okay, so BlackRock started out the year last year at 63.21. And 
Within a week, she finds its bottom at 5506. Jumps back up to the 62, 63 area. Travels there right up to the uh, till 9-11. Then she drops down, tests that low again at 55.97 before finding a trading range of 69 to finish out the year. After that, she finds it. Look at this. Looks like a triple high for the last 90 days. Uh, quadruple high. Cool. Right at 77. So that's what you call resistance. This baby ain't breaking out of 77. She's in a trading range right now between 70 and 72, which is right where we want her to be. She's an uptrend at the moment. It looks good. So let's see what the seasonality looks like for these bad boy. Um, open up right there. There we go. All right, seasonality for this guy is actually pretty darn good. So let's take a look at the big chart. So I like the seasonality. I like the one-year chart. I like the 90-day chart. Now we're looking at the big boys. B, F, C. All right, so BFC <clears throat> is going sideways at the moment. Um, she's plateauing for the movement. Oh, for the trend, I should say. The trend is leveling off, which is not bad. So the buyers are out producing the, the sellers. So let's see what we can do. And oh, come on. How did this company end up on my list? It has no options whatsoever. So uh, let me just get out of there. I'm going to get rid of this list and get me another more dependable list. All right, back to my personals. The champions. There we go. Nope, that's not it either. All right, let's do the weekly optionable stock. STX is the only one on the list for today. This is bogus BS. You can put a BS for anyone you want. I'm going to put a bull. bull. All right, so STX. This is going to be for tomorrow. Not Let's see what she's doing, okay? STX. Seasonality for STX is flatline. Interesting. Let's go to the one-year chart, see what that looks like. All right, STX Seagate started out the year at 54.98, finds a bottom right at the end of July at 43.07, right at the election. Gotta love this. Another election play. Okay, right after the election, it goes from 46 to hit a high of 106 in May. What does that tell you? New 90-day high looks pretty darn good. Let's see what the big chart looks like for STX. Call them sticks. There you go. Okay, the high for the year is 106.22. She's plateauing out at 98.34. Just does not look... Okay, you know, the buyers are still... Okay, so let's take a look at the trade. What is the trade on this one? We do have weekly options. So let's go and see what the weekly options and the dip cap looks like on this. Okay, so 98.44. That can't be right. All right, this is going to be like a no-brainer if I do the 98. Let me take a look at that seasonality again, only because the 90-day chart looks good. The one-year chart looks okay. Seasonality looks pretty good. Even the big chart looks good because it was um, 
plateauing, which means, you know, she's just going sideways. So I like it when it goes up or sideways. But then I want to make a trading strategy that takes advantage of that so I'm getting my 1%. Now, I'm not being greedy. I only want 1% per week. And these stocks have consistently increased their dividend payments for a minimum of 25 years. So let's take a look and see what STX has. All right, so the 98. I could buy it right now at the market at 98.42. And I hate it when these commercials just pop up. I get the music playing in the background for, you know, a little added benefit. And it's coming up with ads. And I hate that kind of crap. Here we go. Pick another channel. Uh, where was I? Okay, so it's gonna buy at ninety-eight at the moment, and we're gonna do the ninety-eight. I might even do the ninety-seven and a half because the ninety-seven and a half is going for two hundred seven. You add that, that'd be ninety-nine fifty-seven. Yeah, better chance of that one. I think I'll do that. So at a hundred dollars share, let's do a thousand shares. Let's see what that's gonna cost me. Alright, this is what the order looks like. Buy a thousand STX at the market to open. And off you go. So we got it at 98.79. All right. So if I sell the 97 and a halves, that's in the money. So the stock could just stay the same or go up and even come down a little bit, and I'm still going to make my percentage. All right. So here's what the order looks like. I'm going to sell 10 STX 100s, which is the weeklies. For 11 June, which is this Friday, the call at 2.07. Now, I sent it off. Let's see what she's looking like at the moment. And she's got filled in at 2.39. All right, my friends. 2.39 times 1,000 shares. That's 2,390 bucks. First trade, half the money, 2.3%. I'm done for the week. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's take a look at the monitor. I'll give you a quick description of what's happening here. <clears throat> All right, so I bought the stock. Let's go and... Okay, I just bought STX at uh, 1,000 shares at 98.79. Okay? The one-year chart looked pretty good. The 90-day chart looked pretty good. The seasonality chart looked good. Even the, uh, uh, the big chart. You know, when I say the big chart, I mean that's one with more indicators on it. I'm not going to take a look at the chart with all the indicators and everything on it at first because I don't need to bother myself with all the details of something that I'm not going to do. I only go to the big chart to look at more data if it passes the other criteria because the other criteria takes less than a tenth of a second. You take a quick look at it, even a third grader can say, hey, that's going up. Hey, that's going down. Hey, that's going sideways. Okay? So I look for, for simple things that could stand out. Okay? This is in an uptrend. The seasonality says right around this year, this is an uptrend. It continues to go up. And that's 10 years worth of data. One year on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. <coughs> Excuse me. So this company here, STX, bought 1000 at 
Now, I sold the privilege, I sold the call, which gives someone the privilege of buying it from me at a certain price. And that price is $97.50. So ask yourself this question. Why would I sell a stock for less than what I paid for it? Let me briefly explain. The purchase price is $98.79. Okay? Now, you take the purchase price and you... Um, wait a second. That's what you paid for it. Okay, that can never change. The price is what the price is. $98.79. Okay, so now I sold to someone else the privilege of buying it from me at $97.50. For that privilege, they pay me what is called a premium or an option. Okay, at $2.39 per share. So... If the stock at the end of Friday, this Friday, the end of the market, uh, closes at 97.5 or higher, I get to sell that stock at $97.50, regardless of what the stock is, as long as it's above 97.50. Now, this thing can run to 200, it can run to 100, it can run to 75, it can run to wherever it runs to. Nobody knows where it's going to end up on Friday afternoon. I am playing the odds, okay? Uh, let me explain the odds to you. Number one, they got a dividend coming up in two weeks. Number two, the one-year chart looks pretty good. Number three, the 90-day chart looks pretty good. Number four, the seasonality looks pretty good. Number five, the big chart, which shows the buyers, the sellers, who's more in control, where it's trending. All, look at everything looks good. So, can it go down? Yes, it can go down. Can it go up? Yes, it can go up. Can it stay the same? Yes, it can stay the same. But I have all these odds in my favor. Now, here comes the best part. All right, so I bought the purchase price at $98.79. Now, I sold someone the privilege of buying it for me for less. And that is the premium. The premium is $2.39 per share. Okay? So, you add that $2.39 to the strike price which is a 97 and a half and you come up with you ready for this 99.89 which is a dollar 10 above what i paid for it okay so if the stock goes up i make my 110 which is 1.1 percent if the stock stays the exact same guess what i make my 1.1 percent now here's the kicker this stock can even go down to 97 50 and I will still make my 1.1%. Now everything's pointing in the direction for staying stable or going up. That's all I want. So I got my 1.1% after all the math is done. So I like to do the math for long haul to find out exactly what my return is going to be. So I'm still at holy cow, I got 72,000 to play with. I made 1.1%. I'm basically done for the week because my goal is 1%. Now, do I want to go and try to get a little bit more? Why not? I get 70, I get 70% or 75% of my money still. So I got 75, I'm 75% in cash, which I'm very rarely at that. All right, so let's go to Market Wash. We just did STX. Now, CPMTD and Unit are next on the list. I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna save those for tomorrow only because it's Monday. Just got back from my vacation, 
it's 12.30. One more day is really not going to kill me. And they don't have their dividend, EXT dividend date until the 25th, 26th. Now, the neat thing about this calendar, it could be the 24th, the 25th, the 26th. This is last year's calendar. If I go to this year's calendar, these companies aren't going to show up yet until they're like four or five days out. And at that point, it's kind of late for me because I want to do 10 days prior to. So I'm going to stand at 1.1% for today. And then I still got uh, 75% cash, so I'm feeling pretty good. All that being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. I'm out here for today, and I will catch you guys tomorrow where maybe we could do this again. Sounds good to me. All right, so catch you guys tomorrow, and I'm out of here. Have a great day. Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day.